Oh, yeah, and welcome in. It's another edition, BetMGM Tonight. Ryan Horvath, Rob Brown, they didn't cancel us after night one. We get to do night two together. Uh, a little bit different tonight, though. I'm at home. Rob, you're covering uh, ACC Media Day, so I can't wait to talk with you. We're going to talk some college football once again a little bit later on in the show. A lot went down today, man. I woke up to the news that Saquon Barkley, shockingly, uh, he's going to report. So he, he, he'll be there week one for the New York Giants. I don't think we'll see him a whole lot in the preseason, but we're definitely going to see him by week one. Jalen Brown gets paid. We'll talk about the Boston Celtics, what that means for their futures. But let's begin with the little Major League Baseball, man, because we've got a couple games already in progress right now. And uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, currently scoreless with the Marlins. This game's in the top of the second right now. Tampa Bay, huge favorites, minus 220. Took them earlier on the run line. Uh, but that price has went up, so I wouldn't recommend playing them right now. They are in an absolute free fall. Same thing could really be said about the Marlins, who also uh, have not been great post-All-Star break. Let's start with the Subway Series tonight. Uh, let's go with the Mets, who we've seen some line movement. Actually opened up as minus 145 favorites when I woke up this morning. It's down almost to a pick right now. There's slight favorites, minus 115 on the money line over at BetMGM. Yanks minus 105 at home. It's Verlander against Herman. Verlander this season with a 3-4-7 ERA. His name was being brought up in some trade discussion. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going anywhere, even though the Mets are seven games below 500. Uh, total net game, 8.5, minus 120 to the under. Anything that you like in this game, Rob? i got to be honest, man. These are two stay-away teams for me right now. They have been. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in trends, right? Like, I know we can look at Verlander sitting on a 4-5 record, with an ERA of just under three and a half, and that doesn't look good, or at least relatively speaking for Justin Verlander, it doesn't look great. But if you look at July, the ERA is just a tick over two, and the whip is right at one. So it's 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 a definite upward trend out of Justin Verlander. And then there's the New York Yankees, who can't score runs at all against anybody. So. I'm not saying Verlander's back to being Verlander, but July was very is being very, very nice to Justin Verlander. So I'm actually leaning Mets in this one. I grabbed them earlier today at like minus 105, I think. Uh, and I'm pretty happy with that pick. Until the Yankees start scoring runs, I'm honestly going to fade them anytime they play anybody of quality at this point. All right, then we go over to the AL Central, uh, a division we're going to talk about a little bit later on. We're also going to talk about the NL Central, two divisions that I don't think anybody wants to touch right now in the betting market, but we're going to try to find some value, I guess. We got the Kansas City Royals tonight, Rob, 29-73 and 73 this season, plus 170 on the money line currently uh, because they do have Zach Greinke going. 540 ERA for him this season. He's going against Savali. Cleveland, two games below 500, but there they are, still alive in the Central. I would love to play Cleveland, but here's the thing. I don't trust them on the run line. I don't trust them, period. And I'm not laying a minus uh, 210 price with them, even at home. They are uh, going with Savali, like I said, 271 ERA. He's been fine, but I'm going to stay away just because of the price. The total in this game, 8.5, minus 120 to the over. I do think there's a chance we get some runs, but nothing in this one for me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, I think Cleveland's <laughs> looking at a, a pretty solid pitching advantage both across the listed starters today and coming out of the bullpen at this point. So I, I, I mean, I, I might tease up to an alternate run line because I, I think the, the run line price was minus money too. I think it was like minus 110 earlier today to take a run line. So you, you, 
You could maybe talk me into teasing them up to minus two and a half to get some plus money, uh, but I don't love it. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that one myself. You know, one that I do like, I don't love, but I do like tonight. I'm going to go to uh, one that's near and dear to my heart. We'll go to uh, the uh, Cubs and White Sox series. And the Cubs have actually been playing a little bit better baseball, better baseball than the uh, Chicago White Sox. So we're going with Kopech tonight. So I trust Hendricks more than I do Kopech. And the White Sox right now in free fall mode, man. I think they need to sell at the deadline. We'll see what they do. I definitely think that they're probably going to move somebody like Lucas Giolito. But right now they're coming back home to the south side three and six road trip this is disgusting 20 games nearly under 500 at this point you know and not that kyle hendricks is what he was a couple years ago but like i said i do i do trust him more than i do kopech who struggled he's got an era over six here in his last couple starts uh so i'm gonna take a shot with the cubs small price tonight minus 115 so they are taking some action this was minus uh 105 just about an hour and a half ago but i do like the cubs um let me ask you your opinion on this one. Another big series. So Minnesota, 54 and 48 this season, six games above 500. Uh, and then you have Seattle, who every year, Rob, I do this with Seattle, man. But they are 500 now. They're going with Kirby tonight, 3-2-3 ERA, going against Pablo Lopez. He's got an ERA over four this season. What do you think about Seattle tonight, uh, plus 110 on the money line, or even a shot on the run line in a game where the total's only seven and a half? Uh, I like the over, and I like Seattle. Okay. I'll take definitively on the money line, and I contemplated playing the run line. I think I'm happy to take plus money on the money line here. Uh, listen, the last couple of times out, Lopez, five innings in the first matchup, the first time the, these two got together. More importantly, was uh, Seattle was working deep into counts, and that's kind of the, the MO the last couple of weeks for Seattle has been go ahead and work – opposition pitchers get them to 80 90 pitches by the fifth or sixth inning make them have to stay out there long stretches it's not always converting into runs but you're digging deeper into pens and when you start looking at the bullpen advantage for seattle tonight that to me is why i'm leading seattle money line it's not it's not anything that jumped out at me as far as oh this is going to be a wonderful baseball game but when I saw plus money for a money line for Seattle, that was that was one of the easier picks of the day for me. This is the beautiful thing about me being uh, in Maryland right now. In D.C., I would have to run down the street during the break because a good old geolocation, I'd have to be right in front of Nats Park. Speaking of Nats Park, though, uh, Thursday, the bullpen, be there. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. I'll give you guys the information. But me, the Daily Tip, Chelsea Messenger, Michael Jenkins, we're going to be there. There's going to be a watch party. There's going to be bets being given away. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. Mets, Nationals, it's going to be the best part about that game, hanging out with us, I would say. Uh, all right, so just, that's what we got coming I, I do, up. I do, I do. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say no. I understand you've got to do it, and I absolutely support can you not rub it into my face that you're going to a baseball game and calling it work for a week, Ryan? Like, I'm not doing that. Nobody invited me to D.C. to go watch baseball on Thursday, and I'm feeling left out, if I can be honest. Well, you know what? I'm inviting you. And you know what, Rob? You just gave me a great opportunity to not only invite you, but I was going to save this for later. But I'm going to give everybody out there the invitation right now because since the sale of the Commanders became final, and thank God for that, D.C. has been celebrating nonstop. It's not only D.C., man. This is continuing. This is like carrying through Maryland. Right now, 
my streets are just packed with people. And that's going to continue with BetMGM and BetQL. So if you're in the DMV area this Thursday, join the Daily Tips, Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger, along with myself, Nationals Mets Watch Party. Happy hour. It's hosted by BetMGM at the Bullpen, which is on Half Street in Navy Yard. It goes from 6 to 10 p.m., so we'll be there for four hours. There's going to be bonus bets dropping throughout the night, prize wheel giveaways, happy hour prices all night long. It doesn't get much better. All right. Uh, now we got to get to what I love talking about in sports. Guys getting rich. We're going to talk about Jalen Brown here in a second, all right, and what this does for the Boston Celtics. But I got to be honest with you, Rob, the Boston Celtics, at least for the next couple months, they're dead to me. They've been dead to me. The last two years, they've cost me money because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have uh, collapsed when I needed them most. Let's talk about my guy, though, Justin Herbert, for my Los Angeles Chargers, who I am so high on this season. Uh, I think they have a shot to win that division. And I get why they're plus 350 still over at BetMGM, why you're getting better than 3-1 to one odds, and that's because... You have the Kansas City Chiefs in that division. You have Andy Reid in that division. And you have Patrick Mahomes. They're the only team in the National Football League this season that's favored in all 17 games. Uh, but the Chargers, on paper, I don't think there's a more talented team. The problem the last couple of years, we don't know if Brandon Staley's the guy. Hell, I don't even know if Ke Kellen Moore is the guy. But I do know that Kellen Moore is an upgrade over Joe Lombardi. He's going to allow Justin Herbert to push the ball down the field. You draft Quentin Johnston out of TCU. You have Mike Williams. You know, you have Keenan Allen. I know they're never healthy, but I have a good feeling they're going to stay healthy. Austin Eckler's back. He's pissed off like every other running back in the league because none of them are getting paid. And then on the defensive side of the ball, sure, J.C. Jackson was a bust year one with the Chargers. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa were both uh, dinged up last year. I think if they could stay healthy, though, this team wins 12 to 13 games, and now you're going to have a really happy uh, Justin Herbert because he signs an extension about – 10 minutes before we pop on the air today, Rob. Five years, $262 million. This uh, extension through the 2029 season. How do you feel about Justin Herbert and the Chargers coming into the season this year? Uh, let me temper. Good. Real good. I'm not going to say they're ready to win that division because I, I know that you know this, Ryan Horvath, but I have to say it anyway. Patrick Mahomes is still in that division. So I'm going to say when it comes to locking up quarterbacks, Justin Herbert is a really, really good one to go ahead, lock up, get him off the rookie deal, get him onto a big boy NFL contract. That's absolutely the right call. It lets you focus elsewhere. It lets you build elsewhere. I love the addition of Kellen Moore. I, I, I as somebody who enjoys the misery and sadness of Dallas Cowboys fans. I still don't understand how the hell they thought Kellen Moore was the problem and not, I don't know, everybody else in that administration. Different subject, different topic, different segment. Uh, I love the play calling of Kellen Moore with Justin Herbert. I love the players they put around him. Uh, I, I love the skill position they have out wide. This is absolutely going to be a wild card caliber football team out of the AFC. I do not think they're quite ready to dethrone the Chiefs yet. There are still some questions the Chiefs have to answer personnel-wise. It's still Patrick's division, but if you're going to lock up a long-term quarterback, Justin Herbert's a real good one to do it with. Fair, fair. I, I, I can't uh, 
I'm fine with not being able to convince you on the Chargers to win the division, but I am fine with you saying that they're going to at least be a playoff team. Can I at least convince you, though, you brought up the great Patrick Mahomes, who, in my opinion, is the greatest quarterback of all time. I tried to deny this. I tried to, you know, Brady's always going to be the most decorated. Nobody's going to win more rings than Brady. But damn, I mean, look what Mahomes is already doing right now, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, so what, can I interest you in this, though? It's still 7-1. to one. Um, 2023 NFL passing leader odds. You have the king, Patrick Mahomes. He's plus 250 right now. And then you have Justin Herbert, 7-1. to one. The price isn't great. Or would you rather play Justin Herbert MVP? I know that I can't sell you on the Chargers to win the division. But like you said, Kellen Moore is going to allow him to push the ball down the field. Even if Mike Williams, Keenan Allen get hurt, you have Quentin Johnston. Uh, I, I think that that might be the better bet than the Chargers to win the division. Just Justin Herbert to be the passing yards leader. Because Kellen Moore is going to let him throw the ball down the field. And I completely agree with you about Dallas, man. Like, imagine Jerry Jones... You know, imagine looking at that situation and being like, you know what, Mike McCarthy, let's stick with him. Kellen, we got to move on. And also, the other thing with the Chargers this year is, you know who's going to feel the pressure now? It has to be Brandon Staley because he's supposed to be this defensive genius. That's why he's there, right? He's the defensive mind. Now you have Kellen Moore running the offense. But the defense has actually regressed every year pretty much since Anthony Lynn's been fired. And so... If they don't win 11-12 games, at least win a playoff game, I think he's gone, and then maybe Kellen Moore's that guy. No, I think you're I think you're spot on right. I absolutely do. I think it's a prove-it year for him. I'm interested. We talked about Patrick Mahomes a second ago. And look, Mahomes out through Justin Herbert by 500 yards last year. He outpassed them by 16 touchdowns. Like, I don't – it's not – it's not so much – Herbert needs to close the gap to get to Mahomes. Herbert's has got to like pole vault across an interstate of Patrick Mahomes' greatness to just get into his yard at this point. So I, again, I'm gonna pump the brakes on Justin. I can't put money on him for the MVP. And now, let me sit, scratch that. Let me rephrase that. I can put money on him for MVP. I can put money on him for passing later and I can do it with the risk that Patrick Mahomes gets hurt and loses two or three games worth of football, and then Herbert is the next best pick, in my opinion. Now, I wouldn't write off Joe Burrow yet. The Bengals got better. He was only like 270 yards shy of Justin Herbert. I would not write off Josh Allen this year because there's a couple of guys on that offense that are going to be trying to prove their contract value. I wouldn't write off any of those guys, but Herbert's a real good pick if Mahomes goes down for some reason. One other guy, he signs today. We'll talk about that next. Bet MGM tonight.